It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, let's get to the special team. Yeah. Uh, you know, James Prochet last week made a big impact. He played really well. Yeah. And, and last week we were like, okay, you finally have a punt returner that you trust. And then he fumbled. Now, obviously, in the end, it didn't cost him. But how are we feeling about James Prochet? He, I, I, I kind of felt bad for him. He's on the sideline like, oh, my God. Oh, but sure. We should. We, I'm so knee-jerk. <laughs> you wanted him out. I'm so knee-jerk. Yeah. We should play our – see what's his knee-jerk reactions from during the game. Yeah, oh, my God. Now, listen, that would be like, – I think I – did I tell him he was out of here? No, I did say, hey, when you, when you, when you find a kicker from the practice squad <laughs> – that's what you Well, he get. came from Baltimore. And, that's a, and then, I, then I, I tweeted, too. He comes from Baltimore, comes over here, drops the rock. And then Odell Beckham Jr. and Clowney is getting sacks and touchdowns. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I, I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing. We say special teams, right? Yeah. You got a great punter and a great kicker, though. The yeah. punter, uh, he does an excellent job. Like, I mean, Baroque has – they try to get him out here for holding the ball, but – Obviously, that was not his problem with yeah. Kate York. So, you got a great punter. You got a great kicker. I think it's the return game. The Browns still have not figured out right. the punt return game. Although, in fairness to Kate York, he hasn't missed a kick this year. He yeah. has not. Yes. I mean, with, with – <laughs> Is he on the sideline? I, yeah. You mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned it, the kicking the game when you field goal. Yeah. This is two weeks in a row Dustin's missed a kick. And we just sort of sweep it under the rug because he missed – it was the extra point, right, against Arizona? What no, he missed a field goal. Missed a field goal. Missed a field goal against Arizona. Missed the extra point yesterday. Two two weeks in a row, he's missed kicks. So there's going to come points in games where you got to have those kicks. We talked about it at the start of the show. Where we just talk about it on the show or pre-show about all the games that came down to game-winning kicks with no time left. There were the five. It was the pre-show. Yeah, yeah, it was five. Five games yesterday ended ended on, on game-winning field, game field, field goals. First with time, no time ever. left. Yeah. So I still have full confidence in in Dustin Hopkins, but. It's worth at least acknowledging that he's missed kicks now in two straight weeks. No doubt. Um, Nobody's perfect. Right. Uh, There have been a lot of years where the – most years, pretty much every year since Phil Dawson, the Browns kicking game has been trapped. Yeah. So, obviously, you know – Big for him to get back out there and clean up his own You want him to have a day next week against Pittsburgh where he doesn't miss any. You don't want him to cost you a game. But, uh, again, bring up his numbers again for Dustin Hopkins. Please. That was the first extra point I believe he missed all year, right? Correct. Yeah, it is. 14 it to is. 15. Yeah, I mean, 24 out of 27. I, I, That's pretty good. <laughs> you know what? That's For, pretty good. Even though he's missed two kicks last week, if I would have told you these were his numbers going into the season, oh, you would have said I was crazy. Absolutely. You signed never would have believed this. Right. I, Especially I, considering how many he's made from – what's he from 50-plus, Mike, if you can look that from up? From 50-plus, yeah. he's 7 for 7. His I also, mean, come on. Also, Bull, his 24 field goal makes this season yeah. the most in the NFL. The seven for seven number that. is insane. That's insane. Because his his whole knock was he didn't have a strong. That was it. He'd been terrible as, for fifty plus yeah. in his career. And, yeah. and when at least this is superstitious, dumb G. Bush. Yeah. Um. At least when he misses, you know, some miss off the off bat. For some reason, I get annoyed when it looked like it's good, but it curved out left curve or right. I'm like, no, just go, no, just miss it. Don't just, tease me. Don't tease. But when he makes it. I'm I'm already celebrating when he kicks it. Oh, that's right down the middle. I'm yeah, already I'm already celebrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, uh, also, Jordan Elliott, I know we touched on it a second ago, but Elliott, yeah. you yeah. had all the ups and downs of special teams. You have the right. penalty, the muff punt, the mixed extra point. Yep. The game-winning field goal and a blocked field goal, which, by the way, that took three points off the board for Baltimore. Yep. And directly led to three points for Cleveland because they converted that change of possession into yep. three points, which they weren't able to do on the Ford interception. That's true. And Jordan Elliott, once again, they have found, I think that's three different ways now the Browns have blocked a field goal. They had Miles Garrett jump over the defensive line. Yep. They had Jordan Elliott in the more traditional sense. And am I thinking correctly that Denzel Ward came flying off the side on one play to get a finger on a, a field goal this year? I don't remember that. I, that's not I coming know. to mind. I, but I, I don't know, mean I, you're wrong. I know who. I know the Patriots ran this like. Yeah, well, it wasn't the, yeah. wasn't the Patriots' motion? Or did someone miss a field goal? Did he force a miss by somebody? I can't. I, I, I don't remember. Maybe I dreamt it. Maybe I just sure. dreamed about the no, Browns. That's possible. Now, which, I don't which know. Which could be possible. All right, let's get. I want to get to unsung heroes, the guys we haven't hit on yet. You got to. You got to read. I first? do got one read before we get to the unsung heroes, and we have plenty to hit on this topic. It's going to be quite long and well deserved for these guys, but. It's going to be brought to us by Jace Medical. Jace Medical is where you need to go in the case of an emergency medical situation because it allows you to be empowered to have the right care you need for your loved ones during the unexpected. Jace Medical offers a Jace case which provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, giving you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have that medication in hand, and it's simple. They give you everything from an online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care so you don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using promo code LOCKEDON at jacemedical.com. That is promo code LOCKEDON at jacemedical.com. A lot of unsung heroes, Bull. You can yep. start wherever you want, and we will flow and make sure they all get all right. uh, the proper attribution. I, I think we got to start. We've mentioned him briefly a couple of times. I think we got to start, guys, with Jerome Ford on offense. We had all across the board said, you know what? They gave it a shot with Jerome Ford. Yep. He's just not good enough. All the numbers pointed to he's not good enough. Efficiency is terrible. He was like the worst in the league. His yards per carry was pretty bad outside of the two big runs. And this game was there. Now, listen, can he follow it up? We'll see. But at least for one day, he was not just good. He was outstanding. And this wasn't about, oh, he broke a 70-yard run. He was consistently getting five yards, six yards, seven yards, ten yards. He was phenomenal in this game. That's what you want your feature back to be, is yep. running through contact, running hard, hitting the hole with aggression, not going down on the first hit. I'm, I'm not as impressed with one 69-yard run that skews all the numbers. That's right. As opposed to a day like yesterday. Much more impressive. When you're just grinding and grinding and grinding. Now Against the elite defense. Yeah, absolutely. Now he's got to do it again and again and again. That's, the, that's what the trademark of a, of a feature back in the NFL is being able to do it every week. But, boy, was he impressive yesterday. And, and yeah, he hadn't shown that. He, in all of his starts this year, he hadn't really demonstrated an ability to be that guy to consistently carry the ball, to move the chains, to run the clock. And yesterday, full credit to to Jerome for by far his best day as a pro. It, it looks like he's starting to trust his eyes. You know, a lot of times as running backs, you know, they give you an arc or a path to run. Um, it's up to you to figure out um, where you move and maneuver off of that. A lot of times they've been having him go uh, on an outside arc path and when running stretch plays and different things like that, outside runs. Um, and he's just been he's been he's been staying front side, staying front side, staying front side instead of getting downhill. I thought he did a much better job of that. And now he's starting to develop his vision a little bit more where he realizes, hey, hey, listen, when you got an aggressive defense like Baltimore, 
Yeah, they're going to be sideline to sideline downhill, but the thing that you can use to your advantage is now over pursuit. Now the cutback is available. Now you can start to set up your blocks a little better. Um, I thought Jerome Ford, uh, you know, he played really well last game. And then, you know, in tandem, I really, really, really thought that the, the run game was solidified inside. I thought the, 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 the two guards in the center did a really good job of just being they, they, that run game was a la a Nick Chubb type game in 2020. And, and I believe that's when they were their best at being bullies. Yeah, I thought they were bullies. I thought they were more physical. And the fact that people talked about Baltimore being the best defense when when these guys go against the Cleveland Browns every week, I think they had a little something to say about that. Like, come on, now we play against the Browns. We play Miles Garrett and Tomlinson and these boys every week. Y'all giving the Ravens the best defense? Nah, let's go ahead and show them what we got. And I thought those four people, like, like the guards, Teller, Pochich, um, and, and, and uh, Jerome Ford with Batonio, I thought I thought they did a great job. Guys, the Ravens defense in the first nine weeks of the year had only allowed uh, three teams, forget one player, had only allowed three teams to rush for more than 93 yards, all right, wow. in their first nine games. Uh, and the most yards they gave up as a team was 139 to the Colts back in week three. The Brown, you know, Jerome Ford had what? He, what he finished with one hundred and one, I think. One hundred and seven. One hundred and seven. One hundred and seven. And the Browns as a team finished with one seventy-eight, which was the most the Ravens have given up all year. Their defense has been great. Browns defense has been great. Ravens defense has been great. And the Browns, when they needed it most, they needed to be balanced. We talked about this early in the show, which the fancy they were balanced. I think they finished with one more running play than pass play. I'll confirm that for you in one or, second. I know. I'm pretty sure it was one one way or the other. They were basically 50-50, and they yeah 50-50. One more run play, 36 rush attempts, 35 pass attempts. Right. Again, kudos to Stefanski because for the last few weeks, you and I we were all saying like, well, we were crediting him for sticking with the run, even though it wasn't really working that well. Right? They were sticking with it. They were grinding. They weren't getting, they were only averaging like three, four, maybe four yards of carry, maybe less. But they stuck with it. He never really gave up on the run. And it paid off in this game. It paid off. They ran block. I thought this was the best of Browns and run block in a while. Very long time. Across the board. And I'd be curious to see, the P, have the PFF grades come out? No, we're going to do it tomorrow. But yeah. James Hudson, who filled in at right tackle for yeah. Dewan Jones. Not the pass blocker Dewan is. No. And probably will never reach even where Dewan no. is now. But he's a more physical run blocker, and I can't. I, I tracked it myself, but I'll, I'll wait to confirm to see the numbers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Almost all their big runs came behind James Hudson. Yeah, they were running to the right To the right side a ton. And I don't know if that has more to do with Jaron Christian, Jaron... I don't even know how to pronounce his first name. That's how impressive. Jaron Christian... I'm not sure what his run block status yeah. is. Batonio's obviously really good, but behind Teller and James yeah. Hudson, 
they had the majority of their success on the ground behind Is there any games. way we could put Dewan Jones on the field for pass plays <laughs> and James Hudson for run They plays. might know it's coming then. Yeah, I'd say but so. But, you know, as you talk about unsung heroes, I just thought the guards in general. When you're playing with yeah. your fourth and fifth tackle, what, what are we down to Fourth now? and fifth, you're right. Fourth and fifth, correct. Yeah. When you, like, you're putting so much pressure on the guards at that point. And, you know, we've talked about it before. When you're paying your guards $17 million, that's really a luxury that you, a lot of teams can't afford to do. And I'm, I don't know how long they can get away with this as long as they're paying – you know, when the quarterback is eating up as much cap space, it's hard to pay your guard $17 million. But, boy, yesterday they show you why that they get the money that they do. I thought that was why it's best game in years. And, and, and you know, I, without seeing the film of every single play, obviously he had a lot of pop plays. The big block yeah. uh, on the turnaround on the pass block when he just leveled the guy. Yeah. The falling on the fumble, I can't stress huge. enough how important that was. And, you know, I was talking to him after the game, and he said he saw it sort of happening – I think Christian lost his man. I think the, the pressure came from Christian's side. Correct. And Wyatt turned around and saw this coming and knew the ball was coming out and just dove on it, scooped it up. Said he remembered back when he was a kid, defensive lineman, put your pinkies together and, and scooped that ball yeah. up. A lot of times the offensive lineman, even if they fall on it initially, will lose it. Lose yeah. it. Right? Yeah. All the time. But so he, that was big. Yeah. Huge fumble recovery. Game's over. If yeah, he doesn't recover yeah. that, game's over right there. And we're not yeah. talking about this at all. Oh, my God. So for the, for the guards to have as much pressure on them as they did because you're playing with such inexperienced tackles. And there were issues. There, were, there was holding calls. There was, I think, some false starts. They did give up some pressures. What did you expect? It's the fourth and fifth tackles. Of course that stuff's going to happen. And, you know... We may be saying something. I mean, James Hudson, if DeWine's not back, it's Hudson against T.J. Watt next week. And, you know, say mm. your prayers because we've seen that two years in a row and we know how that goes. But I'll tell you about James Hudson. Dude plays with passion. Like, he wants it. And he's an emotional player. You saw him out there with the fist pumps and yep. with everything else. Like, he's, he, you, he struggles at times, but my goodness, does he put everything he's got yeah, it's into it. it's not due to lack of effort. It is not a lack of effort. Yeah. And he was right there on the, on the huddle push. Yeah. Yep all around the place and now again you're gonna work it out for him next week if, if DeWan's not back and we can talk about that later but really a nice job by this offensive line holding up under duress with the fourth and fifth string tackles Kevin calling the right plays we talked about they were going seven offensive linemen at times they were going really really heavy extra tight ends extra linemen trying to help on the edges when they could and by God it worked you know you know you just mentioned something <clears throat> and I didn't think of it to just now when we was having this discussion. I got a theory. I believe that uh, I, I, part of it is if cap, draft capital, but I really believe that Kevin Stefanski sat down and said, okay, let's pare this down a little bit. I got D, DPJ, right? I got David Njoku. I think David uh, DPJ is expendable because of the increased role with David Njoku. Njoku's a better blocker. He wants to get him out there on those mismatches, better run after the catch, and he can utilize him in more different areas. He made him expendable um, because now if you look at it, essentially, you've pared it down to say, okay, read number one, we're going to Mari Cooper, and we don't care if he doubled. <laughs> Mari Cooper still consistently puts up numbers. Yeah. And then two, we're going to start to look for David and Joku. You, you, we're going to have him utilizing him as our number two receiver kind of guy. And, hey, they got the draft pick for him, but really you're, not, you're now starting to see David Njoku be a part of the play every single play. Yeah. They're not switching four receivers. No. They're going to go into tight. And just and here's the thing. He's just more comfortable calling plays for tight ends. It is, right. it is what it is. He's, he's clearly their second option yes. in the passing game. There's no doubt about it. And he had – listen, 
he had a big drop in the first half. Yep. Right, man? He had a big drop. He, he, st- he showed you. He started turning around before he caught the ball. Should have been a first down. Yep. They didn't do much in the first half. That was a play he let his quarterback down. And in the past, drops have been a big problem for David Njoku. Mm-hmm. Overall this year, he's been way better. And if you look at his play, I think the last month, not just the stats, if you just look at the catches, and it's not gaudy. It's nice. It's solid. It's not gaudy. But I believe in the last month, He's played his best football as a Cleveland Brown, as an all-around player. All the guys he's dragged down the field, the blocking, he's put it all together. He's never going to be Travis Kelsey. Nobody is, right? He's not George Kittle. He's not DJ Hawkinson. But after the top few guys, he's right there with everybody else. Uh, And he's playing like that. He ain't LaPorter. Uh, the, the kid for the Lions. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, and it's but, not but, even the last month, by the way. It's since the facial injury. It actually started in that Baltimore game the first time around when he was the only guy on offense yeah. who really did anything. So, all right, a little more than a month. Since I mean, the injury. Or- he's he's. But I think, I don't know. I feel like in the last four or five like games, he's he. it's just all come together for him. You know, four or five games with the bye. That's exactly what. Yeah, okay. I mean, really he's, he's playing really well. Yeah, he's playing really well. Do we? We, we got to give Elijah Moore some love. He finally had a decent game. He scored a touchdown. Scored a touchdown. Yeah, caught a caught a nice little comeback route. I thought that was one of the better throws that uh, you know Deshaun Watson has made so far. Yeah, you know he stood in the pocket. I believe it was in because the, they got a chance to get them up out of here. It was yeah. looking bad. It was fourteen nothing. I thought they came back down. He threw him a, a comeback route. And it was about sixteen yeah. yards. I thought it was really nice. And um, he also made a nice block on. I can't remember the play now. Moore had the block. What was that? I don't remember. I don't remember Elijah Moore. Block. He had a good Cedric block. Tillman had the big block. Tillman which we're going to get to in one second. No, I know that. That could have. I was. I was worried they were going to get him for a penalty. Well, he can't that. do that. And I'm sure that's going to be pointed out to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, and then he flexing over the guy. Yeah, we can't have that. Hey, hey, we don't need that. That'll be that'll be brought up in the film session. Yeah. That's a rookie mistake. You can't stand. They he easily could have been flagged for taunting on. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They got they got lucky he didn't get called for a penalty for a blindside hit. Yeah, it was borderline, yeah. and they got lucky he didn't call for a penalty for the flexing. I don't yeah, know what he's yeah, 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 you can't. That crack like, what are you back, doing? There? Yeah, you can't uh, do that. You cannot do that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of loved it. I know it's a rookie mistake, but oh, it's a big hit. That's yeah. awesome. It's a big hit for it's, it's a big hit that they took out the player. game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's easy to make a big hit when the guy you, doesn't see it coming. But just don't stand over him. Yeah, and do you that look, and if, you're fine. If you're gonna do that, guys, got to start doing this. You can go to my clinic. Got to start standing there like like you're taking a charge. If you go make a crackback block, all you do is stay, just this. Give up your body, take the charge. That I didn't hit him. All you yeah. got to do is just yeah. get in the way. Like like, but he's gonna get called for that. Yeah. And, but here's the thing too. He didn't catch any passes either. No. I don't even get through to him. I don't know they? what he was doing. He had three targets, zero okay. catches. Um. Oh, the pass interference. Yeah. He did job. That's right. That was the yeah. biggest play of the pass interference. In that, at the end, they they threw to him. Uh, I thought I thought on the play we just showed where Deshaun Watson hits uh, Elijah Moore. Yeah. Did anybody else think like, ooh, they're gonna renew? We're gonna view. view, view he was this right on the line of scrimmage. scrimmage. G. He was right on, but Deshaun, to his credit, I didn't think of it at the time. I, no. That, oh, we show you the dots. If they actually give me the give me the dots for this play, and you can remember your dots for you to be called past the line of scrimmage. The whole, your entire body yeah. has to be, even yep. if the ball. Is past the line of scrimmage. It doesn't matter. Watching it live, Zach and I wondered, too, if he was over the line. But on replay, I didn't think it was close. Oh, it's definitely pretty close. Where's the line? The blue? Yeah. The blue. Yeah, as he, if he held the ball for another half, you know, quarter of a second, he would have been passed. And, and, Hence and, the definition and, of close. Yep. <laughs> and by the way, Stefanski loves his flood plays. But, hey, man, listen, I like, 
Um, it was a good throw. It was a good throw. I, I thought he did. And Deshaun did a lot of that in Houston. If you go back and yes. watch his highlights, just sitting in those plays like that. Um, and, and remember, guess what? If this was two, I would say, if this was last year, the, the last six games, no Browns receiver would have done that. Their scramble drills was like, they, they well, were programmed like, oh, well, the ball's not out. Even when, last week, guys, he looked terrible throwing on the run last week against Arizona. Yeah. Whereas in the second half yesterday, he made, like that play, made a good throw on the run. Remember last week, he only threw it well when he was stable in the pocket. This week, he had showed more mobility. And that run, we, you know, again, we haven't talked about much. All right, is that it for, the, I mean, we've talked about everybody in the offense. We got some. Uh, I have, wait, real quick, real, real quick. Defense. This is just in from Ian Rappaport. Yes. And nothing, nothing big, but just want to update. We mentioned Deshaun. He walked out in the walking Yeah. Group. Uh, according to Ian Rapport, he is scheduled to have tests on his ankle today. So we weren't exactly sure what part oh of the foot like that. was being looked at. From That's Ian Rapport to Sean yeah, Watson, it's standard. Test on his it's ankle. standard, hey, Mike. Hey, hey, hey. No, no, Don't no. Be I'm, a negative I'm, Nelly. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm just saying we were saying we weren't sure if it was the foot, the toe, yeah, the ankle. Right. No, it's, it's the ankle. It's ankle. Just giving yeah. you guys a heads up. I it's mean, the ankle. Juan Thornhill get an MRI today on his calf. Deshaun, the image's ankle, and I think there was someone else. Someone else that went down with injury yesterday too. And, and, I don't remember. And, and you know this, this well, Denzel. What's his? Denzel was neck. His neck. head, yeah, neck. And that was a dirty play, too. It did look dirty. It did. He it, led, was, the guy led with his helmet. Yeah. On, like, well, why would, it yeah, was that was, that was not necessary. I'm sure the Browns will turn that into the league. Yep. And have that looked at. Now, here's the best thing about the ankle injury, and I'll say this. You know, when you have multiple injuries, you know, when you're battling, like, I used I had a calf injury that I, I had, but I had already tore my ACL in my left, left knee. And sometimes when you get an injury, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Yeah. What it does, it makes you play off instinct. It makes you you don't think a lot. And I and I think Deshaun Watson. What's your focus? He, he he's he, Deshaun Watson had something else to focus on, focus yeah. on other than a shoulder. So he's out there. He you can't worry about both of them. And I think he, he got into a rhythm a little bit because it's like okay. I got to worry about this this ankle, and sometimes you play on on adrenaline. You just play on instinct, and I thought he played more much more instinctual because he had plays like that where he's able to get out of the pocket and throw the ball and do things like that, um, just because he's playing and he knows he's not at a hundred percent. Before we get to the defensive unsung heroes, let me tell you that this is the ultimate Cleveland sports show, and you are the ultimate Cleveland sports fans. We have shattered records today. Most people online before the show started, over 5,000 people watching at one time. The total amount of views is going to be record-breaking, too. We were hoping to get a record-breaking 2,000 likes on this show, the thumbs up. We've already beaten that with 30 minutes to go in the show. Help us get to 3,000. Hit that like button. We love you. You love us. This is great. Nothing but content for two hours. Forget two hours. If you're a member and you can become one, you can watch, You get an extra 10, 15 minutes when the show is over. Nobody else is doing what we can, so be with us. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Let's freaking go. Mike. You got nothing right now. Let's get nope. to the uh, defense. <laughs> you're right. Defense, defense unsung heroes. Yeah, we don't, hey, you can be an advertiser right where Bull stops. Yeah. <laughs> Call Mike McNuggets now. <laughs> who, do, who have we not hit on on the defense that's an unsung hero? JOK, we mentioned briefly. I mean, what a season this guy is having. We were, we were ready. DeQuell Jackson, the best linebacker in modern Browns history, said this guy can't play. He fixed it. We so all tough. thought he was right. He fixed him so tough. They had to put the quail 
on the payroll. It's yes, like, don't, they have to fix JOK. No, don't even call Ultimate Cleveland Sports no more. You listen, you just gonna work with JOK. Yeah, behind the scenes, and that's how good he's been. And he's having a tremendous season. Can you guys believe the? I mean, like we had a lot of high hopes for him when he first came in. You know, not bad as a rookie. But by last year, it was oh, a on. mess. And this year, he's been Whoa, so much Is better. that right? He has 12 tackles for loss? That is correct. Yes. How many did he have last year, Mike? All of last year. I mean, year, he missed be... the se- part of the season. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 12 tackles for loss in the NFL is stupid. That's ridiculous. He's a linebacker. For a guy who weighs 200 that, like, that's pounds. Like, no, like, he's not like a, he's not a rush end or anything. No, no. Like, that is a Seems like a lot. That's a lot. Like, that's like. Two tackles for loss a game almost. And he's playing with, you know, you see these guys playing with so much energy and enthusiasm. It's hard not to get excited watching them play. In his career, real quick, I just have your number. Yeah. So he has 12 this season in nine games. In his career, he had 10 before this season. Wow. How many games? A bunch. 25. 25 games. He was averaging uh, 40, it was 40% of games played. And this year, it's over 100%. Correct. That's crazy. That, that's, a, that's a huge difference. Go ahead, Jason. No, I was going to say, I think a lot yep. of it has to do with scheme. Obviously, we talked about that before. And there were so many injuries to the linebackers last year. Probably yep. doing things. He was being asked to do things that he's not really comfortable doing. He's in the perfect role right now. Yep. The defense creates a chaos up front. The line, the front four creates chaos. And he just comes in and cleans it up. And it's a perfect role for him. He's undersized. He's always going to be undersized. But he's fast. A sound tackler. And, and he's having a terrific, terrific year. I just think – I think his tackling has improved, too. Yeah. He like, popped Lamar yesterday, and Lamar never gets popped. Like, yeah. Lamar never gets hit hard. He is they maybe really as good as any good quarterback ever at I, taking hits but kind of having him glance off as opposed to getting squared up. And JOK squared him up on a read option where he knew the play was coming. Even uh, Vilma – maybe the only good thing Vilma said all day yesterday was he had seen that play on film. He read it before the play even developed. And he laid the hit on Lamar. Lamar got up, and I don't know if you guys remember. Maybe we can find the play. Maybe we can't. He looked around like, who the hell just hit me? And it was JOK standing there. Yeah. And that was maybe and, his and, most and, impressive play of the day. And you, if you notice McNuggets in those plays, they, they, they run read option towards Miles Garrett's side because he's so aggressive. Miles Garrett in his get-off is so aggressive. Like, he pretty much takes the running back out of the option play to start with. So what they did this game was like, okay, no. When Miles Garrett, if they run that to his side, Miles Garrett is going to take away the, 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 the running back. Forget that. We're going to have JOK scream right off his backside. And we're going to meet. And Lamar Jackson pulled it, and JOK was just in his face. He was just sitting there. Now, the thing about Lamar Jackson is he's so doggone good that he kind of evaded the tackle. He hit him hard. Yeah. And Miles Garrett kind of cleaned it up with another guy. But I thought that was a nice little wrinkle that they threw in there um, to kind of stop the running quarterback type stuff. Um, and, and Schwartz did a really good job of bringing yeah. pressure from different angles. I liked it. I do have a one big-time criticism for the coach. The coach of the Ravens, what a stupid decision by Harbaugh to only give Keaton Mitchell the ball three times. Wow. He had that amazing touchdown run. He only had two other carries. And he had the screen pass that went for like 40. Right. He was asked about that after the game, about why he sort of vanished in the yeah. second half. Because Gus Edwards was doing nothing. Yeah, I, yeah that guy... 
I, I, I haven't seen enough of the Ravens this year to know if he's how much of a factor he's been, but he can fly. I mean, he ran he ran up out of Delpit in Emerson's angle. Yeah, and you know who he else? Has, he was hurt earlier in the season, so he hasn't he's only played, played a lot. two games. Last week versus Seattle was the first carry he got yeah. all season. And I'm gonna give you this too. That's Zay Flowers' kid. He's he's a good player too. He's shifty. Yeah, the Ravens got a lot of talent. He is shifty, and the Browns found a way. Yeah, he's shifty. Odell but. didn't do anything. He made, obviously had that one big the play, one, and that was yeah, that was, was I think it was his only catch. Mark Andrews didn't do much. He, he had a couple catches. And he kills the Browns he, every yeah. year. Mark Andrews. This, kills I mean, the Browns. this was just you know, if you look through the lens, and maybe we need to stop doing this, but if you look through the lens of the modern Browns history, and you, you go back and. Let, let, let's say we went into a time machine to 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. And I went into that time machine and I found 2012 G. Bush and 2012 Jason Lloyd and 2012 Anthony. He was probably in middle school then or something. <laughs> I don't know. 2012 Mike, 2012 Steve. He's wasting his time at another TV station. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> we went back in time to 2012 and I said to you, hey, guys. The Browns are going to play the Baltimore Ravens a decade from now, right? And their quarterback had not been great coming into the game, and they're they're down to their fourth and fifth tackle, and they're playing against a team that's the best. And, and described all the adversity the Browns had faced. The Ravens have the most talent. They have this great quarterback, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you just never could have pictured the Browns winning this game through the landscape of the Browns versus Ravens. And yet they did with and 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 had to overcome within the game adversity so many times from the pick six early to the fumbled punt to the missed extra point. There were so many times where this team could have crapped the bed and they every time fought back and fought back. And and, and that's all all fans have wanted. That's all we fans have wanted for the most part. The fans are asking for you to beat two games for the Steelers or the Ravens and Bengals every year. Yeah. You you're asking guys for for you to be in contention every year like for you to be able to look up at the end of the season and say you can't take the Browns lightly and I noticed I, I, I think that that the Browns arrived you know how because I saw Sal Palantonio interview Miles Garrett after that <laughs> and I said when is the last time you seen Sal Pal even say Cleveland Browns? yeah that's right <laughs> and he said the likely Defensive player of the year before yeah. he introduced them. And I said, well, damn it. We done, we done messed around and made it. Yeah. The Browns are getting, I'm sure, getting a lot of national pub. I don't watch a lot of national shows these days, but I bet they are. Mike, you put up that tweet a few times and we haven't talked about it. Put yeah, it back, back up it. again. Nope, I talk about it now. This is a crazy, it. wacky stat that uh, uh, Jay Jake Trotter Trotter. put up, courtesy of ESPN stats. Browns trailed for 59 minutes and 20 seconds. No NFL team this millennium has won while trailing for that long in a game. Wow. It's really crazy. That's a, that's a baseball-esque stat. Yeah. From the second play of the game until the last kick of the game. Yeah. And it, it started. It, there was a lot of <laughs> – there were so many points where it was done. It was done. Right. The game was over. Like, the first – like, even the interception, if you watch Deshaun Watson go back to the sideline, he's like, what the – like, come on. Like, yeah. are you serious? Like, it, it, what's the chances of that happening? He's probably thinking – that dang, it happened to PJ in Seattle. It happened to me. But who would have known right. that we would get one of those things? But we take it back That's to right. the house. Like the tips are crazy, guys. I said earlier this season that once you're a good team, 
it doesn't matter who you're playing. Like we've, in the last two years on the show, before the season, we've played the schedule game. Like, who do you want to play week one? And Jay in particular, because he's been scarred more than everybody else, because he's the <laughs> oldest person here. He sat through the most. By okay. far the oldest, by far the grayest, by yeah. far the least <laughs> He's always panicky about who the Browns play. Like, he's always worried. When you're good, it doesn't matter. It no. doesn't matter. And for the rest of the season, no matter how it turns out, whether the Browns fall apart, which I doubt, whether they're decent, whether they're great, it, you don't care who you're playing. You're going to go – the Browns and, and you know, players are com- more confident than fans, certainly. But Browns fans, you've got to go into every game the rest of this year, no matter how many there are, thinking you definitely can win this game. And it's not like, oh, we got to – you know, anybody can beat anybody. You legitimately – the Browns – Again, they've beaten the Bengals, the Niners, the Ravens. Who can't they beat? They're not they're not playing the rest of the season. The best they only play the Bengals is the only really good team they're playing. Obviously Pittsburgh's decent, Jacksonville's decent, Houston's pretty good. You know, decent teams, pretty good teams. But that's it. Yeah. I mean, the the Browns could go 6 and 2. They go 7 and 1 the rest of the year. I mean, th- there's no limit. I had a friend of mine who's not a Browns fan. Good friend of mine, big big football fan. He doesn't even really have his favorite team. I think is the Giants, but he doesn't. He's more like a, a gambler, and he, like he's he's into all the minutia of this stuff. And he's a really smart football fan. And he's like, well, my, my projections. I'm like, oh, you got projections now? He's like, I'm projecting the Browns to finish 13 and four. I'm like, really? Mm. <laughs> I mean, the they Cow- finish 13 and four. They could that'd be the number one seed, maybe. We've talked about it at various turns this year. but yeah. they could easily be nine and one. Now I know they could easily be have two sure, extra sure, losses, sure. but. I mean, easily nine and one, easy money. Yeah. So, and and I guess with by winning yesterday, this two game stretch we talked about it last week, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, just split them. You're going into before the Baltimore game, yeah. if you just split them, you're right in the thick of the playoff. Right. Well, you're not thinking that way anymore. You're not, now. <laughs> but no, but but it still applies, and I think right. that's important to keep in mind is that if you lose both of them, you're screwed. You're you're in serious yes. trouble in trying to make the playoffs. Yeah. If you win them both, you're in control of your you control your own destiny. Right. But just come out of these two weeks with a split, and you're looking really good. Well, they got the hard part out of the way. Yeah, that, yes. that's just... going and winning at Baltimore. Right. I wasn't on the show Friday. I had to go to the Guardians. Yeah, I wouldn't pick them to win. If I had a headline, I would have picked Baltimore. I saw right. Jay picked Baltimore to win. Yeah, the other I would, three of us picked. Yeah, yeah, picked I would have picked Baltimore to win. I didn't think Cleveland was going to win that game. Yeah. So to win that game and now to have Pittsburgh coming back at home. You're in control of everything, regardless of what happens in Cincinnati, Baltimore. Obviously, you want Cincinnati to win that game if you're a yeah. Browns fan. It, but ultimately, no, the Browns are in control. In They're control. certainly in control of their playoff yes, destiny. You're in They're control. not quite in control of their division destiny right. yet. But if they win out, they're well, not win out. I mean, you know. But they're, they 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 control their own destiny yes. in terms of how right. this is going to go. They are still the sixth seed at the moment, for. but yeah, they got yeah, a lot yeah. of room to move But that's up. all you can ask for. If yeah. you're in November and you're playing for first place. Right. Think about, like, if you beat Pittsburgh this week, now you're now, now you're going to be like, oh, well, they should kill Denver after that. Right. You know, and they might not, but that's how you're going to be thinking. Right. Go ahead. Did you guys notice? This is crazy. I didn't yeah. even know. Do you know uh, Jerome Ford is almost, uh, like, he's like, Six yards away from being like the the number eighth running back in rushing for a season and this year. Oh, really? He has 532 yards, and um, he <laughs> just crazy. Joe Mixon only has 536. Yeah, no, um, Joe Mixon's not having a but great. But Saquon Barkley 568. Kenneth Walker has 595. So that kind of cancels out because some of these teams may not have had their bye. Maybe they did. Yeah. 
but also he missed the first game and a half because no. Nick was Well, he didn't starter. miss it. He was playing a little bit, but, but, but he, he didn't really get the, the main carries, no. like, which is crazy. And no. they had their bye. To be put it in perspective, um, Christian McCaffrey only has 747 yards. Um, the second guy, Derek Henry, has 625. But if you look at what he's doing, like, I mean, when when they have their buys, he could he, he you know, could not get carried. He, he had a nice game, but could, we, don't, get, we don't want to get carried. I'm away. just saying. I mean, he's yeah. a, he has. I mean, when we were talking about putting him, sending him down. Yeah. Well, but let's face it. He hadn't he played had, that well. He, he hadn't run, run, he had run, run that well. And you look at. We're his, not gonna. I mean, we're not gonna pretend he played well in those other games. He didn't really right. play well. No, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, but he played great yesterday. And he's had two big games and rushing yeah. across the. No one in the league is averaging more than 84 rushing yards per game. Like, no, it's not a single running back in the league. Yeah, rush, running numbers are down. It's all down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real, real quick, we got a ton of Super Chats we got to read, but we yeah. have not shown this yet. And to me, I, I think back to last year's game at Baltimore and how that game ended, and it was a little bit controversial. And I remember Jason came in the next day and said there was some. You could hear the Browns locker room kind of oh, argue yeah. with each other after the game. Yeah. Fast forward a year, and this was a scene in the locker room yesterday. And I think this could end any pre-contation. That it's the same team. This is Amari Cooper, who you don't see smile, you don't see do anything, but very catch footballs, at all. hand the football to the ref, pick up first downs, and we could have picked any number of these. They almost all went live on Instagram. Kareem yeah. Hunt was doing the same thing. The joy of motion, and just to see. I mean, I, I've been in basketball locker rooms after big wins, G, you've been in football ones. You can't manufacture that. No. You can't fake it. It's all truly genuine. And to see them kind of yeah. celebrating in yeah. that fashion after a win like that. Yeah. I do think it kind of starts like a uh, Mike. Mike a, a once chapter. again comparing uh, Division Three basketball to the NFL. <laughs> I'm comparing uh, locker rooms to locker rooms. <laughs> give, a, give us give us 60 seconds of uh, what do you call it? smart chats. What, what, I can't think of the smart chats. We got a lot of super chats. Well, I, we're going to do them just for a minute. Just for a minute, and then I'll just trust me. Do it for a minute. All right, first couple of super chats. Yeah. I only have two hands, and people don't realize there's buttons, papers. And Folks, don't go anywhere. I know you know not everybody wants to hear everybody's super chats. You're gonna want to hear these, and I got something big to say after one minute of super chats. Go, Mike. All right, we're not gonna get them all in one minute, but I'll yeah. try to fly. Through not all of them. We'll go back to it. Go, go. Matthew Copa says, "Can there be a segment this week on Miles Garrett versus T.J. Watt so I can show a family member who's a Steelers fan that Garrett is better and hopefully shut him up? We will definitely talk T.J. versus Miles today." KW Outdoors said someone called Waffle House. They served up some pancakes yesterday. Peace out, rappers. Mm. Levi Mayfield said, here we go, brownies. Here we go. James Cosby says, love the team showing grit on the road. Time for the winning streak to get going. Let's go, Browns. Skilly said, let's go. Love a good victory Monday. Bart Z said, Jason's shirt is fire. Browns bounced the Ravens like McLean bounced Hans Gruber on Christmas Day. <laughs> Peter R said, Bulls recap was amazing. A roller coaster of emotion. And one more before we go back to bowl from Edwin Young. He said, I accused Stefanski of Coach Malfeason a couple weeks ago on here. He has my support for the rest of the year. Shout out to Watson, the defense, and D-Hop. Tone setting win. Great show. Best in the media. Uh, we appreciate that, Edwin. And we'll get to the rest of those here after Bulls announcement. I, I, th- this has got to be one of the most fun times to be a Browns fan since 99. I get 2020 was a great season. It was a lot of fun. It was a homegrown quarterback. But it was during COVID. Everything kind of sucked during right, COVID. Right. No one could really gather together yes. and celebrate together and enjoy it together. This is freaking fun, G. Bush. Man, that's crazy. It, it, this is an opportunity. I, I told Earl, leaving um, my radio show, I, we were leaving the studio, and we were like, 
Man, can you imagine if they get it done today what that, that's going to look like next week against Pittsburgh yeah. to get everybody down there tailgating and really a Pittsburgh Steelers game that has everything made for a number one type. Like they could be it's, it's sort of for, it's for first place. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. And it's, and it's going to be even crazier next week when those awful no. Pittsburgh Steelers come down. <laughs> Mike, give me 60 more seconds. 60 more seconds. 60 more seconds Super of Super Chats. Okay, well, this time it is brought to us by PCC Airfoils. You're looking for ah. a job with career advancement and great benefits. Well, PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Okay, next 60 seconds of Super Chats. Uh, Devoid Archangle said that Block Tillman laid on Van Noy was fire. Set apart Laz says Steelers count your days. Kool-Aid Mafia, we believe. Armac Dog says Adam the Bull opening comments were perfect and priceless. Miles Garrett is that dude. He's Superman and Defensive Player of the Year. Matt DiMatteo says if Hopkins doesn't miss the extra point, I'm not sure we win that game. He actually tweeted at me, and I meant to ask this earlier, and I forgot. And Matt, I apologize. He said if they Missing the field, missing the extra point may have been a blessing in disguise. Because- Let's discuss that in 60 seconds. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, set apart last says this team likes each other and plays for each other. It's obvious. Halim Youssef says, don't forget my stat. Every team we played lost the following week except one. Go Bengals beat the Ravens. We beat teams up. Uh, Mav the Bosun says in Stefanski, we trust. Mm. Ryan Oftenberg says, big shout-out to the left tackle. Christian, dude stepped up from the practice squad and played well. Buckeye Brown said, look out. This team believes. Believe land. Jacob Gordon says, Tillman's pancake. Got Miss Miss Buttersworth all hot and bothered. Uh, (laughs) Michael McGee said, I had a perfect super chat, but Jim Harbaugh stole it. Grew up watching Bruce (laughs) Strennan on STO. This show reminds me a little of his. Michael McGee says, the Browns team, the new cardiac kids, Love the win. My favorite, Dank Nasty Ass Master. Yes, back in the building. effing win, LFG Browns, LFG UCSS. All right, hold it there, Mike. Okay, okay. Hold, hold it there, hold it there, because that's an interesting question. That's an interesting question. That's why nobody should go anywhere in the final 10 minutes of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Make sure you like us. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button and become a member. Listen, guys, it, there's something to it. He misses that extra point in a way it keeps the team a little more on edge. If you tie the game, maybe you kind of relax a little bit. You know what? That, I, I, I do notice that. It like might have helped. T- we'll never if, know. If, if I don't you, know. I think you're playing to win. You're, you're still trying to get the ball back. No, no, hold up. But real quick, real quick. Yeah. If he makes the field goal and the defense still gets the stop. Okay, right? So now it's 31-31. There's a false start. There's the fumble. There's no guarantee Stefanski dialing up a 17-yard in route to Amari Cooper on second and 19. That's right. They may have been content to run the ball with Jerome Ford. Right. They may have been content to run clock and reset in overtime. He's allowing it. He's allowing it. The Browns would have lost if he made the answer. We missed an unsung hero. Who? Bill Callahan. Great yes. job, dude. Oh, yes. Man. Great job getting those tackles 100%. up and ready to play. And me and Bull can play tackle next week. They still might win. Let's go. I'm ready. I got it. No plays in me. All right, Mike, Super Chats, go. <laughs> okay, next round of Super Chats. Yeah. Uh, James B. said Ravens did try to block that last kick, but they ain't no Miles Garrett. Sly says the Browns beat Steelers, Eagles beat Chiefs, Bengals beat Ravens, and next thing you know, the Browns are tied for first in the AFC. Ray Smith says we have a real team in Cleveland. Wow. Go Browns. 
Aggie Fury 101 said, I'm smoking on that Deshaun Watson haters pack today. <laughs> Chris Boswell said, not the kicker. I would assume it's not the Steelers kicker in our, Probably not. Uh, in our chat today. Yeah. Ironically, Watson earns his $230 million contract after 2.30 p.m. Yes, my real name is Chris Boswell. No, I don't kick for the squealers. Oh, I didn't even read the super chat before. I'm glad. <laughs> Chris, go. I appreciate you clarifying. Runner2327X says, no more brown pants. I hate the look. Isaac Tolbert says G should live stream his reaction to the games every week. It'd be a must watch. It's I tough do. to be on a it's tough to be in a live stream during a game. Yeah, you'd be Oh, like you mean during the game? Yeah. Uh, look, I yeah, can't. I noticed that both G and Earl were not on there at two o'clock. So at, we have, so it turned into because close games, Anthony's ahead of me, I'm ahead yeah. of Anthony. It, to avoid any spoiling, they want to watch it themselves. I got it. They come in right after the game ends. Yeah, we got too much. McNuggets weeks. tells us what's happening, yeah. and then we're like, "Well, no, Anthony tells me what's yeah. happening." Then I tell. It, so it's just a, it's a cycle event, and I appreciate Anthony. Yeah. for being there because he's actually ahead, and most gotta, of the chat is with Anthony. I got to bust Anthony's balls though. He was like, what, "I'm watch." I went back and watched it after, and I saw Anthony was co- making the call of the final play, and his excitement was was like level one. We need a little more energy no, here. No, you're right, Bull, and I apologize to everybody watching the post game. I was running on maybe four and a half hours of sleep. I turned the game on in the fourth quarter. That's a, that was the kind oh of weekend I had. Oh my god, that's egregious. Hey, it was like, yo, then I don't know. It was so many people in there. I couldn't even get on the stream. I'm like, is the stream broke? They like, you have no sound, G Bush. I said, how does G Bush not have audio? I do 96 shows a week, <laughs> 100. What we actually doing? did break restream, by the way, yesterday. You broke restream. Yeah. So if you ask for a question from the chat, if you have enough people, like we did yesterday, shout out to UCSS Nation for uh, for coming out in troves. You just in say Germany, troves. Troves. Yeah. I think that's the right. I think that's the right way to use the word. In droves, Mike. In droves. Oh, droves. Yeah. Excuse me. Remember treasure troves. Well. If you ask a question, and yeah. we asked if you thought – I forget the question. We asked if you're watching, let us know where you're watching. Yeah. We had so many responses, it actually came in too fast for Restream, which goes through YouTube to keep up with. So shout-out to UCSS and the people out there watching from all around the globe. By the way, I believe that between the UCSS postgame show, G. Bush's postgame show, my postgame recap, and today's show, over 100,000 views – by you, the beautiful fans of the Cleveland Browns and the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We love you all. We thank you all. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. How many likes do we got, Mike? Thousands. Over 2,000. I don't know the exact number, but Go. we are currently sitting at 2.4. No, I got a couple more. A couple yeah. more. Uh, Exhale says, walking the dog is what we should call our version of the tush push. Walking the dog. Brady <laughs> says, fun fact, Zach Taylor only has one more career win than Kevin Stefanski. Mark... Nikolenko says, is that number six? It's that number six on JOK jersey that transforms his play. Daryl says, I predicted a Browns win. That's how we do it. Kool-Aid Mafia in the building. D-Hop, game MVP, UCSS on fire. Our guy Kenneth Yavo says, bold, they're getting very little national pub. It's all about how the Ravens lost. Dan Caruso says, even more impressive than trailing for 59 minutes and 20 seconds and winning. We didn't have a lead at all in regulation. The kick was good after the clock hit zero. Charles T. says the team plays hard for Stefanski. That should not be overlooked amongst all the ups and downs. They still play hard for him no matter what. Go Browns. And Love Grossa said, why do Browns – why do the Browns game – okay, I'm, I'm going to put this through the translator of English. Why do Browns games in the early slate take four years? They've the Browns played long have, games yeah, this year. Really they've long. had a lot of like four – and 
they've had two games that have gone like three and a half, three forty-five, and they weren't even like, oh, we got to bring in the cart and we're going to stop the game no, for a while. We were talking about that in the press box yeah. yesterday. I mean, there were games in the third quarter, and we weren't even to halftime yet. The Browns are like the Yankees, Red Sox of, oh, uh, of the NFL. I think it's because all the, they call a lot of penalties on the Browns play. They do a lot of reviews when the Browns play. Mm. Like, it, maybe it's just, it, it seems like the AFC North games take forever. And I had a 9.30 flight last night, so that was not the game to be messing around. I, I was kind of close to get to the airport. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, because you got to be in I got to write oh, and broadcast right and everything yeah. else, so. You, you made it on time, though. Made it on time. Yeah. All right, today. real quick on the it. division. Are you done with Super Chats? Obviously, the Bengals lost to Houston yesterday, the freaking Steelers. What is Earl babbling about back there? Earl said he called it. So yesterday, you know, I hosted yeah. the tailgate show, and we do around yeah. the AFC North. Yeah. And when we went around the North, um, I called it. I said that the Bengals was on upset alert. I thought that C.J. Stroud is playing, like, outside of his mind, and the Texans is playing, like, you know, just, just inspired football. And I felt like it was a trap game for Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really – I, in general, don't believe in trap games. And the Bengals played sloppy. They played a sloppy game. Uh, what's In the end, though – Tyler Boyd dropped a touchdown in the end zone. Yeah, or the Bengals crazy. win the game. Probably. That, that was crazy. I shouldn't say they win the game because Stroud drove him down for the game-winning field goal. Had, had, uh, had Tyler Boyd held on to that ball in the end zone, he would have had to score a touchdown. They didn't have a lot of time. Is he, is he but, the best, best rookie quarterback you've seen? What's that? Stroud, since best, probably Dan Marino. Best, 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 best rookie yeah. quarterback? Probably since Dan Marino. Oh, Peyton. Peyton was pretty good. Peyton threw a million picks his rookie year. Since a million. 26 picks. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. He had he showed you that he was going to be great. I feel like we've had some really good quarterbacks. Ba- Baker here. broke the record, then Herbert broke well, the Robert record. Robert Griffin, after that. his rookie year was phenomenal. Uh, CJ Stroud, I mean, CJ Stroud has been unbelievable. Uh, yesterday was the first time I got to see him play from beginning to end. He was he threw one bad pick in the fourth quarter that got the Bengals back in the game, kind of like Lamar did. But uh, but good call by Earl. I mean, you were right in the end. You, it doesn't matter what would happen, woulda, shoulda, coulda. The Texans won the game. And they well, they ran the ball really well, which was surprising. The Texans are way better. They've done a great job. C.J. Stroud's phenomenal. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I mean, what a bonus. The the Panthers. If you're the Panthers, you're like, oh my God, what did we do? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be uh, gonna be haunted by it. And listen, it's a re- we talked about it before the show started. Yeah. It's a really good thing Deshaun's turning around because you don't want Houston to have a better quarterback than Cleveland. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That, yeah. was, that, was, so, that was a talking point. Oh, my goodness. That was, if Deshaun that was looked like trash in the second half and they yeah. lose that game and C.J. Stroud beats the Bengals. Right. Whoo. Hey, however the Watson trade turns out for the Browns, and obviously we feel a lot better at, about it now than we did a few weeks ago, it's a good trade. Either way, it's a good trade for Houston. For sure. Oh yeah, because is. they were bad enough that it led to them getting Stroud. Do they got two pick? They got two. They got one more to go. They got their first rounder this year. They got Cleveland's first rounder still to come this year. Yeah. Now, hopefully, the way it's training, it's not it's gonna late. Be that good of it's a, pick. a late pick this year. But both anyway. hey, the way they played, it might That's be two it. late picks. What a great show! Yeah. Thanks to all of you for watching. 
Hit the subscribe. Man, Hit by. the like. Flew we love by. you. Two hours flew by. And we've got more. If you're a member, we'll see you in overtime right here for the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Thanks to everybody. Great job, everybody. Drink the green Kool-Aid, baby. Kool-Aid. The Browns at 6-3. and three, And they're going to the playoffs for crying out loud. Yes, it's going to be a great year in Cleveland. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.